Well, greetings, hello, Take Two family. It is your show, Take Two, with Jerry and Debbie and you. We are off and running here on a Wednesday. I am Jerry Usher, along with Debbie Giorgiani, and we have our usual wonderful show team is in place today. Matt Gabensky on the phones. Michael McCall is on social media. Ace McKay is our producer. Debbie, happy Wednesday to you, middle of the week. I love hump day. It's so good. Um, I'm getting ready to leave for Alexandria, Louisiana on Friday, so I'm excited about that. I hear there's a nice weather. So that's for the Fullness of Truth Conference. But today we've got a wonderful show planned, and it's uh, we titled it, I Need My Fix, dot, dot, dot. And Jerry, please explain to us where we're going with this topic. Yeah, well, I put this on the show topic. I had kind of an inspiration, I think, to do so. We'll find out. Um, Take Two Family, this is one of those shows that has the potential to be very, very impactful. And we hope and pray that you will be led by the Holy Spirit to participate because we want to talk today about things that we do, um, places that we go, things that we undertake when maybe life is getting to be a little bit uh, a little bit heavy for us, a little bit burdensome. Um, we, have, we have aches and pains in life, emotional pains, physical pains, and so forth. And so, you know, there are, there are not so healthy things that we turn to. There are many healthy things that we turn to. So we would like to know when you are going through a tough day, a tough time in your life, a t- tough period in your life, what is something or some things that maybe you turn to to help you manage the difficulty, the challenge, the pain that you were experiencing at that time? And again, like I said, it could be you, you, you could be really opening up your heart right now and bearing it and helping other people by saying, you know what, to be quite honest with you, I, I have a few drinks, you know, when, when that happens in my life or, you know, I, I, I stay at work. I just I just bury myself in my work, you know, or it could be something very, very positive and healthy. I turn to prayer. You know, I just go immediately into mm-hmm. prayer, mm-hmm. spend lots of time in prayer and the Holy Spirit seems to work things out. So when life is giving you a hassle, what is something that you do to try and deal with that? Here's the phone number, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Okay, so now I get where you're going with this. So I need my fix. So the thing that you go to, you run to when you need a little relief and a little bit of uh, a, a balance and a sanity check, right? And just to get back in, in, uh, in, in moving shape, right? Like so many times we get, we get off the mark or we get distracted or something takes us down. Right. And we need, we need to reset. Um, so you're, you're thinking like, where do, what are, where do I go? What do I do to reset? Definitely for me, I, I know you're asking the take two family, but for me, um, I, church is definitely one of one of the places I go to for a reset to, to just get myself in balance again. But I will tell you, I go for a drive. You know that, Jerry. I love being in the car by myself, mm. and I love just driving aimlessly. I just, mm-hmm. I just do. It's something that has, oh, ever since I was a little kid, I understand that when I was a little baby, my family used to have to drive me around in a golf cart to get me to go to sleep when I was a little child. So I think I just like to just be in a car or yeah. moving. Well, yeah, and, and that's one of those things that is, is just kind of neutral, morally neutral. Um, there may be people listening right now. If you want to be just open and candid with the world and really, you know, maybe you'll get some healing through it or maybe you'll inspire some other people. 
you know, if you're, if you're somebody who has, uh, maybe you've got a, a problem, well, like I said, you turn to alcohol or drugs or pornography or something like that, we would love to have you share that, not because we want to, you know, hear your, your dirt and have you expose this to, to the whole world, but just simply so that we can all learn and grow, and maybe it's an opportunity for you to receive God's grace and healing through this radio broadcast. We believe mm-hmm. that this show is very impactful, it is led by the Holy Spirit, so if there's something that you turn to uh, to help you escape the pain of life, uh, please mm-hmm. let us know about that. 833-288-3986. Well, now Ace has got me thinking. Ace is our producer. We've got uh, Matt, Matt Gabinski at the phones. We've got Michael McCall on social media. But Ace McKay is at the controls, and he put down music, music, music. I would agree mm-hmm. with him. When I was little, too, I loved music just to, you know, to settle my spirit. How, you're, you're, you're a big music fan. Right. I, I listen. Yeah, I listen to worship music every day, a couple times a day. Right. In fact, usually. Right. Weren't you like? Weren't you a DJ? Uh, yeah, I was a disc jockey. Yeah, that's what I did when I first got into radio forty, almost forty-four years ago. Wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. But I will. I will <laughs> readily admit right here to the whole mm. world. You know, earlier in my young in my younger days. You know, and I have a lot of stuff that has happened in my life. You know, we all do. God has brought me tremendous amounts of healing. But there are times when I I know that I used alcohol to kind of soothe the pain, um, other things like that. You know, um, thanks be to God, you know, I've gotten a lot of healing. I don't need things like that anymore right now. But there may be people listening. Maybe you're in that place right now. We want to pray for you. We want to pray with you, mm-hmm. you know, that God will bring you healing for whatever it is that causes you to, uh, you know, just feel like you have to just kind of check out for a few minutes, you know, because mm. I think we all go through those periods in our lives. 833-288-3986 is the number. And Debbie, it looks like a lot of people have something to share. I almost uh, full phone lines. We need to hear from you. 833-288-3986. And now Jerry has me thinking because he reminded me of, of how old we are. And yeah, going back to my younger days, yeah, there were some pretty interesting things that I chose to go to in order to try to get centered again. It's interesting when you, as you get older, when you say that as, as you get more spiritually, um, you know, set with God and you hopefully mature as you get older and wiser, you, you start to shed some of those past things that you did, you know, cause I think when I was younger in co- like my high school, college days, yeah, I was, I could, I, I was pretty reckless at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we do, we shed those things, but I, again, I think it's also a result of, you know, really turning to the Lord and, and getting healing, you know, and yeah. um, I've been on a, you know, a therapist's sofa before in my life many times, and I've mm-hmm. gotten a lot of spiritual direction and me God too. has brought a lot of healing. You know, there's still there's still a ways to go. We I don't know if we're ever you know completely healed and completely whole until we get to you know eternal life with God. But mm-hmm. um, you know we want to we want to turn to healthy things. So that's what we're asking you today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. What is something that you turn to? We we titled the show I Need My Fix. You know, is there something that you uh, use to kind of escape? The, uh, the pain of life, the pressures of life, the challenges of life, 833-288-3986. Just keep in mind that the lives you're going to be impacting with what you share your lived experience on the show today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So please call us. This is a safe platform. This is your show, Take Two, with Jerry and Debbie and you. I need my fix. What is it? 833-288-3986.
to have you with us on this feast of St. Peter Damien on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. What is something that you you turn to, uh, make use of, to maybe escape the pain of life? You know, life can be full of pain, heartache, challenges, trials, ups and downs. And, you know, we're just asking you to be a little bit kind of candid here on the show today. And it will definitely be helping others. So we'll get to Michael in Rochester in just a moment. Before that, I just want to remind you, you should know this already, you probably do, but EWTN is on demand. It's an on-demand platform that features 50 new podcasts every week, as well as an ever-expanding library of audio and video content for Catholics and non-Catholics who want to learn more about the Catholic faith simply using your mobile device, computer, or TV. Your favorite EWTN programs are available 24-7. Visit EWTN.com and click on On Demand. Um, Jerry, so you remember when I said to you that I was leaving on Friday for Alexandria, Louisiana for the Mm -hmm. Fullness of Truth Mm -hmm. conference, and as we went on break... I started sneezing and I'm getting the sniffles. So uh, we need to, uh, if if we can have the Take Two family, please pray. Can you believe this? This always happens before a talk. Isn't it amazing? We'll be praying for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's always, there's always resistance before doing something for God. So if if the the Take Two family can say a little prayer, I just got to get to Alexandria, Louisiana on Friday. Okay, Michael, Rochester, New York, Station of the Cross. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Go, good, okay, how Michael. are you? How about yourself? Good, good, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that has been a chronic problem for me when I feel out of pressure and stress is I look to female nudity online. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and mm-hmm. I know this is wrong in the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. I know that it's uh, something I shouldn't be doing but it, uh, it is something that is like an oasis, an escape of, of pleasure, the lust of the flesh. I pray to God to help me. I confess after I've looked and asked God's forgiveness. I've gone to confession and confessed it. And I'm in a home group who also prays for this particular issue for me, and that has been very helpful. I discussed it two or three weeks ago. And I'm really weaning off. I've been have been offline now with this for you know almost a couple of weeks. Uh, but it's it's something my strength really can't achieve. And so I ask for the Holy Spirit's strength and the prayers of our home group in, in helping with this. And I've I first, I remember, looked at a Playboy book probably when I was 10, at least 10, maybe 9, and uh, I've always appreciated the beauty of women, but I I think I'd take it a little too far and get a little too lustful. Michael, you've said so many important things, you know, we're going to pray with you and for you on this, but you mentioned the group that you're a part of, you know, that is praying for you in this area. You mentioned your own prayer. You mentioned going to confession. You're doing all the right things. And what you said there toward the end of your comments is very, very common, I think, and that is it starts very, very young, I think especially for a lot of boys who kind of get exposed to this, and then it becomes habitual. But, you know, God, God is a God of healing. You mentioned, you know, you 
you've kind of been away from it for about two weeks, mm -hmm. celebrate those two weeks, Michael. Celebrate that because for some people, two hours, you know, is a long time to be away from this and they find themselves going back to that. So mm -hmm. you can break free of this. God's grace and healing are there available for you. And I have a really strong feeling that you're going to continue to see progress mm -hmm. in this area. Debbie, do you have anything you want to yeah, share? Yeah, I do. Um, Michael, uh, we do a lot of life coaching and we work with um, a lot of folks that have um, an, an, an addiction like this as you were sharing and um i just wanted to i wanted to echo the things that jerry was saying and and also encourage you the fact that you can talk about it you know you are you are making progress you are you are overcoming this this um addiction or obsession right and and the group it sounds like you have regular um sessions to help you with this one of the things we noticed in coaching is that everybody needs a plan. They need a plan out of it. Um, because if you don't have a very structured plan to get, work your way out of it, then you can find yourself going to confession over and over again, like a revolving door, because you just, you, you start out, you do well, and then maybe you have a setback. So I would, uh, one of the, the other thing too, we have a lot of coaches that encourage people to really pick up a, a newfound hobby or passion because when you don't have that idle time or that time to go to uh, you know long stretches of time that can also help i'm sure your group has talked all about that but there's there's ways there's things you can incorporate into the plan to help you um um get over this and and move on with a with a very very holy and clear life michael what do you say thank you for that yeah i, I recently through Catholic Radio, I heard about an Ignatian uh, prayer uh, instructional manual, which I did receive, mm -hmm. and I plan to start that. And I think you're right about having something to replace it, because usually this happens when I'm just bored. Uh, my job yeah. is, it was a very stressful mm -hmm. job. I'm retired now. It was extremely stressful, mm -hmm. and I just wanted something pleasurable and escape because there was terribly stressful and there was a heavy weight of responsibility that accompanied it. So I'm trying with the Ignatian prayer sure. training and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, like you said, I was in confession in a revolving door for a while. Mm -hmm. And so, no, thank you for your suggestions. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, that's, that's very good. Yeah, and pray about it too, because so that God can put on your heart something that you really feel passionate about, like a hobby, or maybe you want to learn how to—I don't know—fly a plane or do something like that. But you, but that kind of structure will keep you focused. And Michael, that is that's kind of true with any type of obsession or addiction. When we have boredom or we have downtime and there's too much of it, you know, we are made to to work. We are made to move. And and when we have too much downtime time we can get into trouble now there are there are good things we can do for relaxation but then there's things that make us lead us into sin and that's what you don't want to do you don't want the sinful thing so that's why you got to work your way out of this and and get have a plan so i i feel i'm i put you down in the prayer book michael and i just know you're just going to keep moving forward thank you very much for all right thank you michael and uh, as Michael knows and others from listening to the program, you now have a worldwide global Take-Two family praying for you. So, um, yeah, be, be, be confident, you know, and, and 
be good to yourself, you know, celebrate mm-hmm. the, that, like I said, those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaela, first-time caller, Hudson Valley of New York, listening on Sirius XM 130. Hello, Michaela. Welcome to the conversation. Hello. Um, so you guys asked to speak about stuff that was personal and what we've done to try to help. Mm-hmm. I used to be a cutter. Um, I was a cutter. I haven't cut since I was 14. But music and poetry have helped me learn how to express how I feel at the time rather than turning to cutting. Um, So that's something that helped me personally. I don't know if it will help anybody else, but um, that's what helped me. And I've just started going back to the faith, back to church, after being out of church for like 20-odd years. And Mm -hmm. I go to St. Mary's, St. Andrew's in Allenville, New York, with uh, Father Ken, and he's awesome. Hmm. That's good. Very good. You know, the w- cutting is something that um, we we have um, encountered with a, a lot of our coaching clients for the, especially the teens and, and young adults. And it's a way to, um, you know, it's, it's inflicting pain in order to re- relieve some of the, the overwhelming pain. And, and Michaela, it sounds like that you have um, replaced that with things that are going to really enhance and 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 exp- and expand your creativity, and I love that because that's where God is. That's where God works. Have you noticed that as you as you talk about um, you know poetry and music and things like that? Yes, it really does help. Mm-hmm. I listen to all different types of music. Um, my mom called me an eclectic. I love jazz mm-hmm. all the way to the yes. hard stuff, like the rock yeah. and roll and uh, heavy metal. Heavy metal, yeah. Right. I was thinking. <laughs> right. Well, Michaela, God bless you. Congratulations on coming back to the faith. Um, you know, with what you've been through, your experience, you now can be used in a very powerful way by the Lord mm-hmm. to really help a lot of other people who may be doing some of the same things, like the cutting that you used to do. Um You've got a, a beautiful mission. God's got a beautiful plan and a purpose for your life. You sound young, so you've got a lot of beautiful life ahead of you. So get out there and help a lot of other people. What do you say? Yes, I will enjoy helping people. I do it now, even still. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm 42. Oh, <laughs> I'm not you're, too you're, young. That's still young. <laughs> you sound really young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks I'm young, too, because I'm short. I'm only four oh. eleven. <laughs> You're petite. I love mm. that. <laughs> I've been mistaken for like a twenty year old and I'm like forty two now. I have to show my ID every time I go anywhere <laughs> to get anything that I need to get for the other people that I live with. Like mm. I have a um my husband smokes, which I've been trying to get him to quit. But, you know, it's an addiction and I know that it takes time, so he's actually went down from three packs a day to one. So I've gotten oh, him down. Awesome. Good. And good. Other people too, when they they have issues, they all come to me. It's like, and, I, and I'm like, I don't even have my own life together, really. <laughs> but uh, I'll give you the best advice I can from the experience I went through, and this is what you can do to help yourself. I try. I try to help everybody, and I don't ask for anything in return. Oh, good. You've, you have a beautiful well, heart. God, God's going to return it to you, mm-hmm. Michaela, in the yep. form of many blessings and graces. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And please do keep listening. Call the show again anytime. 833-288-3986. Life can be hard sometimes. What is something you turn to or maybe have turned to and mm-hmm. stop doing so that to help you escape the pain of life? 833 
288-3986. Did you see on YouTube, Pam? Um, I used to run miles and miles. So did I, Pam, and I used to use it as my prayer time, just like you. That's so interesting. But now my body can't run, and I miss that time terribly. I finally turned it into prayer time. Now I can't. Okay, Pam, one thing I want to share with you. If you can't really run anymore... Um, miles and miles, do it. Just, just really do use your prayer time and think about, or get outside and think about when you used to run. It's very interesting because when I do that, when I do my prayer time outside and I think about my running days, it is so pleasurable. It, it and it's because it, the, the, um, the body has muscle memory, you know, the body just remembers. And it, I just think that there, there's a way to, um, to enjoy the the old feelings we had when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Well, Pam, I'm also a member of the Can't Run Anymore Club, so <laughs> <laughs> I get in the pool. I get in the swimming pool, and that there, really the swimming pool. helps mm-hmm. me a lot. So, Okay, John has been holding patiently in Massachusetts, listening on Sirius XM 130. Greetings, John. Uh, greetings. Thank you for having me on. Sure. <clears throat> um, I, um, I, I'm, I'm in a difficult marriage, and I've pretty much always been in a difficult marriage, but I tolerated it. Probably narcissistic trait, uh, traits going on there and all that. My wife and I have two sons, and um, my wife got really, really wrapped up in a lot of the conspiracy theories that are going on. That's just, it, and I'm not doing it justice as to the what the extent of the conspiracy theories are. And a couple of years ago, um, when my son was going to, uh, my oldest son, I have, a, I, have a, uh, I have a son in college, I have a son in high school, but my oldest son, he decided he wanted to go away to college, far away from Massachusetts, to get away from the situation at home. And I ended up getting depressed and having anxiety over it, and, and was sort of escalated. Um, there were the conspiracy theories, and, and just bad decisions were made on her part because of the conspiracy theories and all that. And I, I found myself in an anxiety and depression cycle type of thing. But I, I reached. I really started to rely upon my religion to try to help me because that's the only place I could go. Um, to try to, you know, to try to survive and be there for my other son who's home that, you know, I, I, he needs me there, you know, the, you know, the situation. And one thing, I joined a Catholic men's group, and um, I was given a comfort cross. And a comfort cross, if you don't know, it's a, it's a wooden hand cross that, like, mm-hmm. when feeling anxiety, you want to pray, like sometimes the rosary is too delicate, it's, you know, like I, I work, I'm self-employed, I drive a lot, but, you know, like if I'm thinking about something or I'm feeling, you know, the pains of anxiety over things or we're having a bad time, I, I, I rely upon comfort cross and prayer, so mm-hmm. just that simple. Well, I love yeah. the comfort cross. I actually have one within reach, but I couldn't reach it. Yeah. I was going to show it on camera, but it's a little bit further out of reach of, from the microphone. But I love the comfort cross. I think that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, and John, you just really summed it all up with the last thing you said. You said it's really that simple, and it mm-hmm. really is. 
because where does all comfort come from? Where does all grace come from? Where does all healing and peace and joy and love come from? The cross, the cross of Jesus Christ. And you have that comfort cross that you're able to hold in your hand like that. And it's, it's, you, can, you can carry your cross literally with you wherever you go. Yeah. Constant reminder of the one, the one and only one that we, we really need to turn to for mm-hmm. whatever life throws at us, Debbie. Absolutely. The other, the other, um, if you, if you are, you feel really inspired to have the comfort cross, John, on the other side of this break, I'll share with everyone about the holy face of, of Jesus. Cause that's, that's a nice companion with the comfort cross. John, thank you so much. You hear the music. We're going to hit that pause button when we come back more of your calls about, I need my fix. What is it? We'd love to hear. We'll be right back. Take two with Jerry and Debbie, and of course, you. You make the show what it is every day. Today we're talking about, uh, well, I need my fix. You know, when life gets to be a little bit much, the pressures, the stresses, the anxiety, the pain. We all uh, have wounds and traumas. We experience pain. What is something that you have turned to to maybe manage that a little bit in your life? Something healthy, something even not so healthy. We've had very candid, frank discussion so far, and you can make it even better by calling 833 288 3986. And Debbie, you were going to talk about the holy face of Jesus for a moment. Yes, I just want to thank John again. John, thank you so much for calling in and sharing about the comfort cross, the wooden cross, or sometimes it's it's mostly it's made out of wood, or it's it's a smaller cross that you can hold in your hand, in the palm of your hand, or you can you can um, stare at the cross as well and gaze upon the cross. But also the holy face devotion, uh, the holy face of Jesus. You can use the shroud of turn um, image or the holy face devotion. And in a lot of oftentimes when when we when people who are very much into the the fact of of looking at something or touching something, remember using our senses, um, it it elevates us. It it enables us to get to get even um, uh, closer to God, right? Because we are we are we are turning our attention fully t- to God. But gazing upon the holy face. Uh, image of Jesus is life changing. I, I can just attest to that. It is. I, I want to confirm that it is life changing. You you learn so many things about yourself. You learn so many things about what Jesus did for for each and every one of us. You learn how to repair for past sins. There's so much healing, and it's just a, a great. If you're into the into the comfort cross, which is wonderful, may you may also want to add the holy face devotion. And you can just look it up online. There's so many um, uh, videos and and uh, literature on it EWTN did a great job on it as well they always do and so all right yeah. beautiful okay back to the calls South Dakota is where we go next Gwen has been holding patiently and tuned into real presence radio hi Gwen hi thanks for thanks for waiting welcome yes you're very welcome so go right ahead okay so um, about uh, last summer, I was taken off work due to the fact that there was a possibility that I was developing Alzheimer's. I'm 62 years old. I've been a nurse since 1992. And so this was devastating to me, very devastating. And I, at first, just kind of went into this slump. But it didn't take me very long because I'm very active and I love my faith. And I'm thinking to myself, Okay, first thing I need to do is surround myself with the people 
that are going to help me, the people that love me, the people that are going to be uh, um, positive, they're going to be, you know, okay, we don't know for sure. You know, my doctor told me I don't know if this is Alzheimer's, but, you know, we're going to start you on medication and all this stuff. And I was terrified. But these people surrounded me, and I, I had enough faith in, in more prayer that it significantly helped. So, the, you know, one of the first things is surround yourself with people that are going to be positive for you, that are going to help you. If you don't have anybody like that, then go to Catholic Charities or Lutheran Social Services or, you know, anybody that has a faith base, and then they are wonderful also. Um, and, and at this, at this point, I still do not have a significant diagnosis that says that I have Alzheimer's. I am still taking care of myself. I live in my own home. I have a little job. I started walking dogs for people that are going gone all day. So I go in and I walk their dogs at noon so their dogs can go to the bathroom. I've made my own little, my own little job. I love it. And you know, I, that, that's just, you know, everything in a nutshell. And then the other thing is I started going to mass daily. That has been like this morning, I woke up a little bit late and I was about screaming down the interstate to get to church. <laughs> and, and because it's stations of the cross, I wanted to make sure that I was there. And when I get up in the morning also, it's like, thank you, Lord, for another day. Please watch over the people, you know, I, I just say as many prayers as I can. And my father grabbed me this morning and he said, so you're retired now. So can you start going to homes for me and, and going into shut-ins? And, you know, and I said, absolutely, I can do that for you. And I've got enough medical. So if I walk in and see something that, boy, this doesn't look good, then, then I call the doctor and help them or call the family and that kind of stuff. Keeping myself busy is key. It's, it keeps me going. And then, um, well, I can't think of a whole lot of other things, but just, just, you know, keep with it. When you're not able to do it for yourself, then reach out and, and just keep yourself going. Keep your, like I've got, I put up this whole new wall in my kitchen and everything has a cross on it. And all of my children and my grandchildren, I have seven grandchildren. I had four beautiful children, and now I have seven grandchildren. Beautiful. <laughs> so I'm God. so busy. Yeah. I'm very, very busy. And, yeah, that's well, pretty much my spiel. Yeah, well, it's beautiful, Gwen. And God bless you. Congratulations on all of the beautiful grandbabies and all of the wonderful things. You know, if, if, if there were to be a textbook written for, you know, how to kind of proceed in life based on the circumstances you mentioned, the possible diagnosis and all of that, I think you just laid it out right there. So many key elements. Surround yourself with people who are supportive and positive and who will be good for you. You mentioned prayer, daily mass. Being grateful. You mentioned being grateful, and then, you know, the, the priest asking you to help out. See, even in retirement, God has a beautiful purpose for your life. So um, it just sounds like a, a, a all around, a, 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 in a positive way, a perfect storm, Debbie, for Gwen. Yeah, and I would, uh, Gwen, as you were speaking and Jerry was commenting, I was putting you in the book to make sure that the Take Two family surrounds you in beautiful, positive prayer around you. So keep going. You're doing great, okay? Thank you so much. And I just a real quick thing. My grandmother was a nurse, 
and I took care of her when she was dying, and she kept telling me, you should be a nurse. And I was like, I want to be a veterinarian. <laughs> she listened to me because she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being a nurse. So oh, wow. I got a lot of my thinking and my compassion from her because mm-hmm. she was just a phenomenal, a phenomenal nurse. So wow. beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. But now you're walking the dog, so you got that part covered too. <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. And, so I can and, still do. I get, yeah. I have horses, and I I walk dogs for people. So I can still get that because I love biology and I like mm-hmm. that part. Of, yeah. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Keep that laughter, Gwen. It's awesome. It sounds beautiful. God okay. bless you, Gwen. Thank you. We are getting messages on how to get the devotion to the Holy Face. Go to EWTNRC.com, EWTNReligiousCatalog.com. Just type in devotion to the Holy Face, and you'll see the resources there. Okay. All right. We're going to go next to Doris, who is in Omaha, Nebraska, listening today on EWTN.com. Thank you, Doris, for your patience. Good to have you with us. Uh, hello. Hello, Doris. How are you? No, <laughs> don't ask old people how they are. Oh. Got two or three hours. Uh, you were talking about um, when things get healthy, uh, when things get uh, when you start worrying about stuff, sure. stuff like that. I used to, I used to do that a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Lord, I did that a lot. But now I'm on the backside of ninety-two. And everything hurts, and I sometimes get in such terrible pain. And I found out that what I do is just say, oh, God, you're in charge. Take care of this. Don't let it mm-hmm. go to waste. And you know what? I quit worrying about it. Wow. I don't particularly like what's going on, but God's in charge. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe he'll make something good for me or somebody out of it. So that's it. That's what I do. Hmm. Redemptive, redemptive yeah. suffering. Absolutely. It's, it's very effective, Doris. You nailed it. And I loved how you said that, you know, make something good out of this. Absolutely. That's what our, that's what our Lord does. That's what our God does. He's amazing. And, and I love that. I love how you turned around the worrying and you just kind of surrendered, you let go. And that is, that's a beautiful place to be. So we, but we want you to be uh, not having those aches and pains and all those things. So I put you in the book, um, right underneath Gwen, who called right before you, and we're going to be surrounding you with prayer. Okay. Well, thank you. But I think probably with my age and with all this stuff that's going on, well, it'd be nice if it could be lessened a little bit because it's got me pretty much uh, at home bound, but I'm still taking care of myself. I still drive and I still, I uh, I just can't go anyplace very much anymore. Right. But otherwise, uh, you know, uh, I always told my kids, I said, they'd come, I'd say, well, what are you worried about? Well, what can you do about it? They can't do anything. I said, if you can't do anything, turn it over to God and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. That, it, sure, it sure calmed me down anyway. That's all I have mm-hmm. to say. Oh, well, that's, you're, you're a precious soul, Doris. 
And we, like Debbie said, you're in the prayer book, and we're going to be praying for you. And, and definitely, like you said, nothing will be wasted. And every little ache and pain, even, even the larger pains that you're obviously experiencing at times, God is going to turn those into beautiful graces and blessings for those that you love and maybe people you don't even know in this life. So thank you for being a beautiful, courageous soul, Doris. Thanks for calling into the program. We appreciate that. Um, I remember when I was growing up, my mother was a horrible worrier, Debbie. And I would just, I, w- I would tell her, I, w- I would go to some of the scripture verses like, you know, which, who, which of you by worrying can add one minute to your life or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. She'd always say, Jerry, you're so philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> but I think later in her life too, she, she really learned to stop worrying and just surrender. And that's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful mm-hmm. place to get to. Sometimes it takes 92 years to a get lifetime. there. A lifetime, yeah. 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 Okay, Bobby's up next in Alexandria, South Dakota on Real Presence Radio. Hey, Bobby. Well, good morning. It's wonderful to talk to you guys again. Likewise, likewise. Um, I haven't been being a brat. Sometimes I can't get up early enough because it's kind of tiring. But anyway, um, yeah, I've got a go-to. I've got a few go-tos, and... uh, uh, as far as that uh, not runners club, I, I don't even run if a T Rex is going to chase me and eat me. I, you know, <laughs> the dinosaur's on its own. So, yeah. uh, but um, just my thoughts. My li- life is supposed to be purgative. I used to used to think that it was supposed to be perfect. We eliminate all the stressors and all the problems, and you got it made for the day, and then the month and the year. And I used to, <clears throat> I used to. I didn't get the picture. And with age, if you keep your heart open, comes wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And I thank the angels and saints, my guardian angel and, and, and the Trinity, every day for another day. And to, to how may I be a service and may I be a channel of your peace. And it's always rewarding. The, I do have days that are pretty rough. If I didn't have pain, I would get up in the morning and I'd think maybe I'm already dead. What's the deal with this? But uh, um, so my spirituality has changed. Just one example. I used to pray for, oh, please don't let it rain today. I want to go somewhere. I I want to do this. I hope this is this. Now it's just thy will be done. You know best. And uh, I'm just here to be of service. That diffuses a lot of stress for me. I used to be the consummate worrier. I'd worry about stuff. Do you want me to worry about the price of gas in 2038? I'll do it. Um, <laughs> used to, not anymore. Um, I pray a lot. I, incorp- I, I include all that is divine in my daily functions, uh, whatever I'm doing. I talk to my guardian angel all the time. Uh, volunteering. Uh, I latched onto something I read once, and you have never really lived until you've given something to someone who can never pay you back. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. So I give up my time. And I have my network of friends that many are close to my age, plus or minus, and many are younger. And, uh, you surround yourself with positivity and pray for those who are stuck in the negative. Uh, I know some. And uh, it makes it better. And 
and and I and I absolutely love it. Um, I, uh, I I can't think of a better way to be. I yeah, I've got you know, a couple of health challenges that are never going to get any better, but uh, it's okay. It's all part of the trip. What do you think? <laughs> Well, I think you've shared a lot of beautiful wisdom there, as you always do, Bobby, here on this program. We're grateful that you called in and we're listening again today. What you started off with, I think, was important. Life is supposed to be purgative. Yeah, we're in the season of Lent right now. We had the reading from Mass the other day, you know, take up your cross daily and follow me. And I just so happened to be uh, listening to EWTN yesterday afternoon when Beacon of Truth was on with Deacon Harold Brick Sivers. And there are days when he's traveling and so forth. So they air not a live show, but talks of his. And, and, and he he was giving a talk, I think it was on Psalm 90. And he quoted, you know, he was, ta- he was talking about how people look at the Catholic, uh, you know, uh, tradition of having Christ on the cross, you know, crucifix versus just an empty cross. And Deacon Harold quoted, I think it was Psalm 90, you know, our span is 70 years, 80 for those who are strong, and most of these are emptiness and pain. So even the Bible tells us we, we need to be aware of the fact that life is going to have a lot of difficult challenges, trials, hurts, and so forth. But your, your disposition, your outlook is really, I think, a, a precious one and one that we should all really Debbie, hope and pray that we get to at some point, you know, really those four beautiful words, thy Mm -hmm. will be done. Mm -hmm. Bobby, what I really love about your spirit is, is that you, you're such a giver, you care, you truly care about other people. And that's, that's a wonderful thing. And, and you're right with the wisdom that we acquire as we, as we uh, get older and, and more mature and stuff like that. It's, it's just it's a fascinating journey. It really is. And Bobby, thank you so much for sharing part of your story with us today. Well, thank you for letting me. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Well, Absolutely. You're a longtime member of the Take Two family, and yep. it's great to have you on the air every time you yep. call. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, before we go back to the phones, Jerry, may I share about News in Depth with Monsi Alvarado. Tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, on EWTN Radio and TV, our roundtable discussion series with in-depth interviews unapologetically examines and, analysis and analyzes important issues, news, and events from an authentically Catholic perspective. And you can get EWTN News in Depth delivered to your e- email in box with details on each week's show. Go to EWTN.com slash in-depth and sign up today. That's it. That's news in depth with Monsi Alvarado. I just wanted to say real quickly, I love the Take-Two family. You guys are so awesome and you have the biggest hearts and you care as well, just like, like we shared with Bobby. Um, I'm getting messages coming in. Everybody's giving me recipes on how to make sure that, that my sniffles don't turn into a cold so I can get to the, uh, to the conference. So I'm going to try everything right after the show. I promise I will go to the store and get the lemons and the honey and all the stuff. Very good. Well, we definitely keep praying too. If you just joined us here on this Wednesday of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you, we we're talking about something we call it the title of the show, I Need My Fix. You know, when life gets to be a bit much, mm-hmm. is there something that you turn to to help to maybe ease the pain, get out of the pain, deal with the situation? 833-288-3986. We are on the home stretch, but we can still try to get you on the program. As we're going to do with Michael in Geneva, Ohio who's been holding very, very patiently. Michael, we appreciate that, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Michael. Hi, Jerry and Debbie. I appreciate 
both of you two and the show. Thank you. It's wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, so I, I just wanted to kind of add, I, I agree with everything that you said in advice to Michael and what he's doing and earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had something to add to it, a couple of things. I, I, um, I had that problem. And the way, one time I went to a confession and I said, okay, it is an addiction, so that might mitigate. But, but here's the thing. He, he said, look, this is a mortal sin. And he goes, I, I want you to go to confession every time you do it. And here's the thing. So I personally, at that point, God had shown me, I wanted to go to Daily Mass. And I was going to Daily Mass, believe it or not. But, but I, I advise, it's just my advice, okay? I'm not saying that go to the, make it your goal to go to Daily Mass and receive communion. But the thing is, if you do that sin, you got to find a place to go to confession first. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if you live in a metropolitan area, there's plenty of churches that have you where you can find. It's different if you live way out in the, you know, the sticks where it'd be a hundred miles to get to a daily, you know, but, but, but that was what, and this is what God told me. I even had a couple of bad, okay, I had very good experiences 99% of the time with priests, but this is also kind of a good little mini lesson. But I, but I always thought, even when I've had a bad experience with a priest where, you know, maybe I was going to whatever. But it was for legitimately for that sin, and I wanted to go to communion that day. So I, I said, I'm going to confession because I know the all-powerful God, having him in me, means everything in the world. And I said, I'm stupid. So I have an addictive behavior, and I'm really sorry for this, but when you have an addiction, sometimes it's hard. And um, so I did go, and uh, eventually the problem was, overcome but and sometimes you have relapses right but i would always make it a point i'm going to mass every day you know i think a mass like this it, to me and i'm not saying i'm not the same as everybody but i look at it you, you know the story of samson with his with his long hair and um mm-hmm. if if you're gonna get your this is the way i look at it you're 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 in god's almighty power if you're receiving communion and grace and so if you go to that confession, and so even in their points, you know, I know people have received discouraging, like they're afraid to go to the same priest. And, and that might be legitimate in this case. You, you know, you want to go to... So just um, you, even if you have a bad experience with a priest, I always think of um, what Peter asked when Peter asked Jesus. Lord, how many times did I forgive my brother? And, and, you know, the Lord's venture was eventually a seven times, 70 times. And, and, I, and I heard, I remember Mother Angelica say one time that, that, that seemed to be like within the context of a single day. So I knew, even if I had a bad experience with a priest, like maybe I went the day before, mm-hmm. I never let that get discouraged because I knew ultimately he could be having a bad day. And I knew that God want, ultimately, he wants to forgive me. Yeah. And he'll, you know, you can always go to a different priest the next day, whatever. And I'm not saying I did it every day, but there were times when that happened. Well, and Michael, so I just, I just wanna... want to be an encouragement to anyone who has the, yeah. an addictive problem. That might be one way that might be helpful to them. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael in Geneva, you're referring to our, I think it was our first caller on the show, another Michael, who had um, the thing he turns to kind of as an escape is, you know, pornography online. 
And, you, you know, you, uh, you mentioned, you know, so many beautiful, important things. The, the daily mass, I think, is very, very important. I was watching a, a video on the Eucharist the other day, and I can't remember who the presenter was, but they quoted St. John Chrysostom or Chrysostom. And he said, the, and I found this online, he says, the Eucharist is a fire that inflames us that like lions breathing fire, we may retire from the altar being made terrible to the devil. Meaning, when we receive the Eucharist and are going back to our pews, the devil actually is afraid of us because we have Jesus inside of us. So absolutely, Michael, that daily Mass, so very, very important. Um, obviously, if there's a confession that needs to be made, um, it, it's, a good, it's a good thing to have a regular confessor with something, you know, a behavior like this, maybe a spiritual director, but... Um, a lot of good points, I think, Debbie, that Michael has made in Ohio. I totally agree. You're going to hear it a lot on this show, Michael. We, we always say get in a state of grace and stay in a state of grace. Very important. And, and Mass, uh, the source and summit of our Christian life, the Eucharist, um, to receive our, our Eucharist, um, our, our Lord and Savior in the Eucharist, very, very important. And we have to be free from mortal sin in order to do that, because we don't want to heap another mortal sin on top of us if we were to receive unworthily. So, But uh, venial sins are washed away at during Mass. So it's very important we, we get in that state of grace and work to stay in that state of grace. And it sounds like that's what you have done so well, Michael. We're so pleased that you shared, shared your story with us today. Praise, praise the Lord. Yes, praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. Is right. mm-hmm. uh, let's go to Cheryl in Lake Havasu, Arizona, real quickly on Sirius XM 130. Cheryl, we've got one minute for you, but we wanted to get you in because we know you've waited a while. Go ahead. Okay. I don't know if Debbie may remember this. I hope that she does. That Bishop Dolan has set up counseling services throughout many other churches because many people cannot get in to see counselors or anything. Mm-hmm. That they set it up and they kept confidential. They're not diagnosing or anything. It's for people who like to be able to reach out to different churches in their area for depression, anxiety, or grief, or anything, or any problems whatsoever, that Bishop Dolan has set that up to many of the churches that they could talk to their priest about it. Uh, Cheryl, we do remember because Bishop John Dolan from Phoenix was on our program and he announced that he was opening up the center and the resource center for everyone for mental health issues and for other other issues. And so, Cheryl, thank you for reminding us again of that. We just love you to pieces. That What a great show today. We learned a lot, Jerry. Powerful, impactful as always because of you, the Take-Two family. We love you guys. God bless. Um, thanks again to the show team. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the program. Uh, well, tomorrow we're going to talk about from grieving to grateful. Is there someone you've lost in your life, passed away, and you grieved, maybe grieved and grieved and grieved, but you finally came to a place where you just had a deep gratitude for the gift that they were in your life that God gave to you? That's what we're talking about tomorrow. Oh, that's going to be a very powerful show, and we, we expect full participation again on Take Two. We always do. So until tomorrow, have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Peter Damien, please pray for us.